Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello, everyone. Zofia Renea Morales here this week. We are back on Sovereign Self, where we weave the spiritual awakening into the fabric of everyday life. This week, I have a wonderful guest from across the pond. Holly Hersey is joining us today, and she's a storyteller, creator, and mentor who connects conscious entrepreneurs to the power of their essence and the energy of their business to innovate and shine. Holly is defining how we create business and bring it to our audiences through working with a unique energetic signature of our vision, our expression, and our creation. She created energetic marketing after reimagining how marketing can work with for conscious and spiritual entrepreneurs and discovering an unexpected partner in the elemental energy. <laughs> we have dog energy weighing in today. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Welcome, Polly. Thank you so much. And who's our guest in the background today? Our guest in the background is Nugget. Nugget. <laughs> Nugget, who is now going to be immensely quiet and serene <laughs> now that she said hello. <laughs> That's beautiful. So I, I love talking to people who are bringing spirit into their work and puppies into their life. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. yes, spirit into my work, more, more important. <laughs> I don't know if Nugget would agree with that. No, she wouldn't. She really wouldn't. <laughs> she is the most important thing in your world. Yeah. So before you went through your awakening, what was it that you did before you became this, what do I want to say, holistic marketer? Um, I was trying to be a normal marketer. All right. Um, which, and I was struggling with it. I was really, I was really, I knew it. You know, when you know that there's something not quite right, there's something that is just not designed for it. And I, and I was trying, I think as so many people do, I was trying to fit myself into everything that we were, expect, were expected to do. And I was really just having this awful sort of feeling of I'm not good enough or um, what is wrong with me and... I think I think so many people can relate to that sort of situation when you're, you're just you're self questioning because um, you're you're just like well, what 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 am I doing wrong? Yeah, exactly. I've I've ticked off all the boxes. I've followed all the steps to the letter, and I'm not getting the results that I'm supposed absolutely. to be getting. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, and I couldn't I couldn't understand. I knew that there was something different because I'd come from a background of a people-orientated background. You know, I'd worked in charities. I'd been helping people. That had been my prime motivator. It was to create change. But, and I wanted to do that through my work, but I was like, 
what, why, what, what, just what is wrong with me? I just couldn't fathom what was wrong with me um, that, that was stopping me from being able to apply this uh, and that it just didn't feel right. And I couldn't motivate myself. I couldn't wedge myself into that shoebox, if you like. I just, it, it just wasn't working. And, I, and it was painful. You know, it was a painful time in my life when I was just thinking, I know I'm meant for more than this. But I was so, so in my head. I was so stuck in my head and the logic of, of what steps I had to be taking that there was no way of seeing beyond it because you know what it's like when you get so, so close to something. Mm-hmm. You cannot see the wood for the trees. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. So I think, I think it was always going to take something quite, um, quite a big leap for me to to be shaken out of that. It wasn't ever going to be a subtle little thing. (laughs) (laughs) What else was going on in your life at that time? Um, Well, I'd I'd been made redundant. So I was like, sort of like, I was in that space then where I was like, well, what am I really here for? Um, And I had a young, a young child and I was also like, and a young puppy <laughs> and I was and I was trying to work out how to 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 be to do what I wanted to do and have the time for all of those things and and to to create a life that I actually wanted because I I'd been there was so much of going out you know when you go to work every day and I know that that rhythm and routine can be a blessing in some ways but it was just it was sort of kind of exhausting as well. And that constantly being on the treadmill of doing that meant that I had no, again, no space to see. So when I was made redundant, it was like this massive space opened in front, up in front of me. That was like, why, why, what, 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 what do I want to do? Why am I here? What, what is the bigger, the bigger picture? Um, and I knew that I didn't want to go back to doing what I had been doing so I knew I wanted to do that, but I, what I wanted to do was come back into that, into marketing, um, which I had loved. Um, and it had changed just so much. Um, but little did I know, I think that I had changed so much as well in the, in the process. <laughs> so, um, so there was lots going on. I mean, it was a time of great adjustment in many ways because I was trying to, to find my self within a whole other realm of things going on and what kind of strategies did you use to start to what I want to say scrape the pieces together in a pile I know when you're made redundant and sat on the sideline like that it can really send you for a loop and like scatter your pieces in a lot of different directions yes it does yes it really does because um I'd because I, I had I got the skills of doing the marketing and then I'd gone off and um, I'd actually then spent six years working with a homeless service, um, managing a service to help homeless families. So it was a completely different field of work. Um, And of course there were many lessons in it, but when I came out of that, it was like, that's what I'm skilled to do now. That's what I've been doing for the last year, six years, so surely I should be doing that. But every time I put myself in that situation, I think that was the key coming back to the strategy, was putting myself in that situation of continuing with that 
every time I did that, I was like, as <gasps> it was like, literally, it was like, <gasps> I, ca I cannot get the air into my lungs. I can't breathe. I don't want to do this. There has to be something else. So, and so my, I guess my strategy was constantly putting myself forward for things that my head said I was well-placed to do, but my heart said absolutely not. And I think that even once I'd become self-employed and decided to work for myself, I did actually take on a contract which every fiber of my being was saying don't do, but my head was saying do it. And it... It, you know, I'm grateful for the experience because it, it, it was pivotal, but it, it really showed me what I don't want to be doing. <laughs> and so what did it reveal to you? It revealed to me how important it was for me to be sovereign, as in to be sovereign over my time, to make choices about where I spent my time, how I spent my time and who I spent my time with. That that's which you don't have those choices really when you are working for someone else. And all of a sudden it just went, no, I, I actually get to say, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was, that was the most liberating thing. Well, if I can say what I don't want to do, then I can say what I do want to do. So it sort of really opened up the door for me to be able to give myself permission to say, what is it that I want to do? actually genuinely want to do as opposed to think that I should do because that's where the money is or that's where the success is or any other barometer of <laughs> what you ought to be doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a huge moment in self-employment when you realize that you can fire clients. Yes. Yeah, it's it, it's... It's a deeply scary but wonderfully liberating moment when you <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're out. I can replace you. <laughs> yes. Or even if I can't, to me it was it was like that because it was literally it came to a head. I think two weeks before Christmas, which is lousy timing, of course. But it was like I didn't sort of get into that panic of thinking, oh my god. Now what do I do? Because it's Christmas. How am I going to, you know, it's a bad time of year to be trying to replace a contract. But it was like, it was just this, oh, thank God for that. Yes. Now <laughs> it I was, have peace over the holiday. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was such a stress. It really was horrendously stressful. <laughs> not, not because anything was particularly bad. It was just that it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Mm, yes, exactly. So out of that, what did you learn is for you? That was really the beginning of me, the point at which I understood that I really did see things differently, that I could not function within a conventional setting, within a conventional thinking, and that it wasn't for me to toe the line on, say, uh, as a consultant even, um, that to say this is this is the way that things get done and this is how you're going to get results. It was that was my cue to say I need to step up now and bring a different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So in order to bring a different way of thinking, I had to really lean into what it was that was core to the difference in the way that I saw things and wanted to respond to them. So that was that was 
I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't an instant. I wasn't sitting there going, right, okay, now I need to think about that. Oh yeah, I've thought about that and I'm sorted. It wasn't, it was. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if it worked that way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was actually quite a long journey of, you know, bringing the pieces out and starting to explore them and allowing myself to test it out. And I think, you know, the, the really the, the biggest thing for me was just learning to trust myself. Um, and I don't think you can overstate how important it is when you're working for yourself to learn to trust yourself. It's not, it sounds logical. It sounds like something we should all be doing. And of course, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have total confidence in ourselves. I don't think anything can be further from the truth. I think we... we <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, I haven't had a moment like that in self-employment yet. <laughs> no, but, and yet we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't have even started on the path if it wasn't for the fact that somewhere in there we did trust ourselves. Mm. Um, and it's just that, that, it's that depth of understanding the depths to which we as individuals, the depths which we have within us are are there to be mined, really. Yeah. I I don't know if you've had this experience, but my experience is I both trust and distrust myself in that I'm highly suspicious of anything my personality wants to do, but I totally trust that really quiet voice that comes in and says, do this. Exactly, exactly. And it, that, it's that, that moment when you just get, that was an odd thing. It doesn't feel odd, but it was an odd, where did it come from? Yeah, you know, know yes. That's about, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I had um, one of my moments when I was, I was a teenager was I remember walking down the stairs, coming to school lunch, and just thinking, oh, God, school lunch. Um, and... Um, I just went, I'm going to turn vegetarian. And that was that quiet voice. Mm-hmm. And I have always been since. You know, it's like sometimes those little voices, just that, that, that voice just shows us the real path of where we're going and, um, and where we need to sort of like just pivot a touch. You know, it might not be a 180, but we just need to pivot <laughs> A little bit and, and see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Hmm. That little voice, yes. So, that, yes, I'm totally with you. Both trust and distrust. <laughs> <laughs> All at the same time. So how did you come to trust your little voice? Because that isn't always an easy thing for people. It's been, it's been a gradual process um, of where the evidence has shown that voice to be correct. <laughs> and it, had, it, it wasn't just a question of trusting it, it was a question of having to have the evidence to trust it in order to then motor, if that makes sense. You know, that, those first bits, it really had to be, there had to be some proof behind the decision. Oh, and sure. behind, yeah. Absolutely. I, I know totally how that is. In fact, I've, I've had development groups that I've been in in the past And we would talk about, well, you know, what did your guidance tell you this week? You know, share, share your, your guidance story. Right. And the most common story was I was in this circumstance and the little voice said, do this. 
And we're like, okay, so how did it turn out? Well, I didn't listen and I should have. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've all had that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I want to hear more about how you came into and went through your turning point. But we're going to have to do that after we go to break here. And I, I would like to ask all of my listeners to hang in and support our commercial sponsors. And as always, you can contact us and continue this conversation outside of the show. You can find me on Facebook at Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And you can find Polly at Polly Hersey Marketing. That's P-O-L-L-Y-H-E-A-R-S-E-Y Marketing. And we'll be back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for staying tuned with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and we're on Sovereign Self. And this afternoon, we are having a conversation with Polly Hersey. And we had just heard how she was beginning to trust her internal voice uh, to guide her in many elements of her life, especially, particularly in this case, her business. So welcome back, Polly. Thank you. So you are currently made redundant and yes. you've just fired your first big client <laughs> mm-hmm. how does it unfold from here 
How does it unfold from here? Well, actually, it, it as 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 it often does, it went downhill from there in terms of the the outward perceptions of success, um, and it, it has to gain momentum, right? It, it does, um, and it's and it's very tough. I mean, I went I went through a period of. I don't. I don't think I want to put time on it. I don't think I. I mapped, mapped it, but I went through a period of time when I was like really struggling because I couldn't. I wasn't there yet with articulating what my angle was, and I wasn't sure myself. And I was. I knew there was more to me, and I'm more. There was more to what I was talking about, but there was, you know, there. I wasn't sure what it was, and I was still stuck within that mainstream setting, and I was still, I'd always been very, very shy, so I was still struggling particularly um, with that, and I was thinking, I'd I'd always actually planned to do consultancy work and work with local businesses, so it was very much face-to-face, and and, um that's when I had the, it just dropped out of nowhere one day. And I just went, what am I doing? I'm not designed to do consultancy work. I'm designed to mentor people. That's what all of my experience has given me up to this point. I was like, huh. So then I had to, you know, having sort of like the bottom, having dropped out of my consultancy effectively, and I was left with like, um, and I, and I, being very introverted as well, I was struggling to go out and network and connect with people. Um, although I, I, I put the label of introversion on that. Um, I think now with that benefit of hindsight, I would say that it's not introversion. It was more about my connection to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's easy to put the introversion label on it, say I find networking very difficult when actually there was something else going on there, really. There was a lack of enthusiasm and clarity. Yeah, and, and it is painfully difficult to go networking when you don't really have the 100% oomph behind what you're saying you do. So, um, And I, I found that equally as difficult in a social setting as I did in a work setting, you know, trying to talk about what it did. So I had to then re- sort of reinvent, um, start to think about, well, what do I want to mentor people? And I, again, I knew that there was something that, that was different about the way I wanted to do it, but I couldn't get a handle on it. Um, and as you do, when you're going through those phases of um, self-doubt, self-recrimination, self-bashing, <laughs> all the rest that you do when things aren't going to plan and wondering about what's wrong with you, um, that's when I stumbled onto the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And how did it arrive in your life? I think that you can't be in the online space without coming across it. So I think it was just a little bit here and a little bit there. And I'm just going, okay, I've seen it about half a dozen times now. I'm curious. My curiosity's peaked. So let me go and have looked at it. So I'm going, okay, all right. So you're telling me that if I'm, you know, uh, I mean, I think I, I got the very basics when I first started. So I was going, so you're telling me that if I think about this long enough and try and match its vibration, it'll magically appear in my life. Of course it didn't. Of course it didn't. So <laughs> it did, and it and and it didn't, and it didn't work um, for me because 
well, it, there's, it's more complicated than that. As, you know, as we know, we get further to, further into it. It's more complicated, um, and but it it was just it it was that thread that I needed to pull me in. Mm-hmm. Um, only I didn't get pulled in just like gradually and toe by toe. I I got hooked in <laughs> somewhat surprisingly. Um, you know, given that the the law of attraction was my introduction and I hadn't really got a framework for anything more spiritual in my life at that point. I'm not to saying that I hadn't got any framework because it's always been lurking in the background, but um, I certainly hadn't heard of the Akashic records. Mm. And the next thing I know um, is I'm on a course learning how to access the Akashic Records. Okay. Now, for the people who are listening who have no idea what Akashic Records is and it just went right over their head, <laughs> tell us what the Akashic Records are. Well, it's, I can totally get the, the over completely over the head. Um, the Akashic Records are basically your the records of everything your soul has ever experienced um, in the simplest of terms. Um, so the idea of being able to access that, I actually, when I said that, just before I went on that course, I actually had someone do an Akashic Records reading for me. And um, that was the weirdest experience, not for the actual reading, but for my reaction to the reading, mm-hmm. which was one of absolute sheer panic. Really? Yeah. The minute, and I have, I I mean, I have continued to have that resistance to the records um, for a very long time. Um, It's much less now, but I can still feel that, that echo of that absolute terror of going into them. So for me to then go on the course to try and access them myself yeah, I was going to say, wow, so what led you to go on the course? Um, you know that little voice we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was one of those things where it, 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 would, it was a no-brainer on one level to do. Um, and man, I fought it. I absolutely fought it. And not just then at the course, you know, I got to the end of the course and I never felt that I had really got into the records. I certainly wasn't being able to get any rec- any messages from them or anything like that because I was resisting it in a big way. But it's a very long jump from the law of attraction to the Akashic Records. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, not really the logical second step. <laughs> it is not the logical second step. But it's interesting that I've realized that that's how I've always worked. I like to go in at the deep end and then work my way back. Uh, I know that most people like to go go in a logical or gentle step. I like to, seem to like to jump in at the deep end and come backwards. So that's really characterized the next, I think, year of my, my life was actually trying to work my way back from the Akashic Records back to where I was so that I could work out how to get back again, if that makes sense. Um, so tell me a little bit about that trip. Uh, what, what all did you step through after you had your experience with Akasha Records? Well, that really sort of just blew everything open. It was like, okay, um, okay. <laughs> um, 
that's when I started to just go, oh my God. So the, this, this, this life that we live is a fragment, if you like. Uh, we have a tiny perception of what is actually going on. Um, and it just opened me up to the idea of energy as being something almost tangible. It wasn't um, sort of, it was a journey of moving from it being something so separate from us that it's uh, starting to see myself as a, an energy of creation, you know, that, that as a creator, as, as have, started starting to put it together that understanding that I had always had but not been able to articulate about how we are all connected and understanding why the energy of collaboration was so important to me and it just it was literally it was a year of just go that bit dropped in that bit dropped in and this bit's dropped in and you know all of these things all these experiences I'd had I suddenly saw them in a completely different light so I mentioned that I'd worked with homeless families now I'd come from obviously a marketing background but also principally a conservation environmental background and I'd gone into homelessness which is a coming back to my deep end bit was a massive leap um, but I couldn't fathom for the life of me the whole time the six years that I was there I couldn't work out why I was there I had no idea what it was that I, that life was trying to show me. And it wasn't until after I'd had that experience in the Akashic Records and I'm trying to put all these pieces, I just went, it, it had nothing to do with homelessness. It was about the, the personal development and the personal journeys that people go on in order to come back from the brink. Oh, sure. um, it was about supporting people through that. It was, you know, all of those sorts of things. So it was like, okay, so that, that's why I had that experience. It suddenly, that started dropping. So all of these experiences I'd had all my the way through life, I was thinking, well, that's why it was relevant. That's why it happened. That's, you know, it's all starting to come together. And that's when I started to see that really I did see things in a very different way to anybody else. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love. I do life blueprint readings for people. And that's one of the things I love about it is you, you go through one of those readings and it, it all begins to make sense. Yeah, it really does. And it, it's extraordinary the extent to which even those little tiny moments and that you've experienced, they might, they might be so insignificant. Puppy <laughs> is bucking again. Um, they might have been so, so insignificant at the time but they've never left your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And you suddenly get, that's why it was so relevant. And that's why I held on to it all these years. Yeah. 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 And so, yes. And it was, it was all of those little things, you know, and I think the more you get used to witnessing those moments and understanding them, the more you come into your field and the more you, you understand why you've experienced them. And then the, 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 many layers of you start to come into 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 light so yes it that i can understand I, absolutely when you do those readings i can see how people would be just going oh <gasps> oh now it makes so much more sense yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, mm. that's beautiful so you're having your pieces coming together now and you're starting yeah. to see patterns in your life up to this point how did you begin to to take this and shift it into your work? 
slowly. Yeah. <laughs> um, because as be, slowly, because I'm still going through that process of learning to trust myself, and also wondering whether or not people would take this seriously, which I'm sure everybody goes through. Oh yes, um, there's that moment of do I tell this person or not? Are they going to think I'm fruit loop crazy, mad, or yeah. are are they going to go? Yeah, you know what? I've noticed that myself. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, and sort of looking for little signs from people that they <laughs> were like, we're not going to toss me out the door because I've gone completely mad. Um, yeah, it was it was just a very gradual process of trying to put a framework around the way I thought about things, the way I saw things, the way. But I think most importantly was like really spending some time thinking about what do I value, mm-hmm. what are my values. Um, as a as a human being, not not in business or anything else, but you know, what is it that is more important to me than anything else? What is my non-negotiable? The what the line I will not step over, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that line there because I have some sort of shadow issue with it? As in, you know. Is it really a reflection of my own self-worth or whatever? Or is that line there because I genuinely believe that that is a value to uphold in my life? Mm. So deep soul searching has to come along with that process of refining, clarifying, identifying your purpose. You can't, the two go hand in hand. Yeah, um, and that's and that's definitely to want to want to skip over it when you're self-employed, unemployed, single mother with a with a child and a puppy. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, that, interestingly enough, was the very first piece that I brought into it, and and I struggled with that because you know people come to me because they go, "Well, I want help with my marketing." It's like, yeah, if you want help with your marketing then you're going to have to do this bit of the work because you haven't got a foundation to grow your business from unless you've done this bit of the work. But even so, even though I knew that instinctively, intuitively, I hadn't necessarily got a way to anchor that into my angle on the whole thing. And that's what took the time, was actually trying to work out how to get people to understand that there was a foundation that they couldn't see, that there's no point with marketing, leaping straight into doing Facebook ads and building your funnels and creating lead pages when actually there's these core parts of the whole process, which is about your purpose, mm-hmm. that has to be done first. Yeah. And, and for me, that, that, was a, that was a big tussle because I'm thinking, well, is that my job to do? Uh, I would say it is totally your job to do. Yeah, it, and it is, but, you know, there was that was a huge period of doubt. It was, well, well, who am I to do that? Mm. Well, I'll tell you who I am, and, and this is what had to come up. It was like, I'll tell you who I am. I spent 20-odd years working in charities doing exactly that. Mm. That was, even though my jobs were do, to do other things, that's exactly what I did. And it really... I, took me some time to accept that. And once I'd accepted it, it was like, okay. So now I have to find a way to actually 
put that into context. And I find it fascinating, and I think we do this in life generally, is that we tend to go in circles. So a lot of the concepts that I had when I first set up, started my business, they were the right concepts, just the wrong application. Mm. So I've always said never, never chuck anything out because there's truth in everything, every bit of inspiration and idea that you have, there's truth in there somewhere. So don't just discard it and think that because it didn't work, it was the wrong thing. It It just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all. It was. And, And my very first sort of tagline for my business was, um, integrated business and marketing. And I, but then I got like, no, no, you've got to focus on the marketing. You've got to focus on the marketing. That's what you should do. Um, and that wasn't what I should do because <laughs> <laughs> the business side of it is just as important because the business side of it is the foundation on which you can do the marketing. Or and So for a long time, I talked about the fact that I saw marketing as being the whole thing, which isn't strictly no, it's strictly not. true, but it, I know what I was trying to get at. It was like the fact that I just see it completely differently and therefore um, I was trying to find my handle on it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not an easy process moving through this and actually learning to and, and working out how to integrate this into whether that's life or business. That's that integration is challenging. It's very challenging. And... Uh, I know that there's going to be a moment when this all kind of coalesces for you. And I want to hear about that moment, but we're going to have to go to break here for a little bit. Uh, If you guys would like to continue the conversation with us on Twitter, you can find me, Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A on Twitter. And Polly Hersey is Polly Hersey on Twitter, P-O-L-L-Y-H-E-A-R-S-E-Y. And we will rejoin you here after the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers channel become a member of voiceamerica.com it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter 
Search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest. Or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales on Sovereign Self, and we are here continuing our conversation with Holly Hersey, and she's been uh, reviewing all of her, her values and all of the pieces of her life and putting it all back together into a business experience that is going to serve not just herself, but her clients in amazing ways. And <laughs> I, I suspect there's going to be a watershed moment where this all comes together. Yes, and I couldn't tell you what day of the week it was or what I was doing at the time, but um, there was a moment um, that I have vague recollections of. Actually, it wasn't like this, it wasn't this seismic moment that I will never forget, but it, it was... It was a dawning, um, a dawning realization. Um, for some reason or another, there was, I just got this thought that the elements were really important to helping us understand how we functioned. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, and I didn't say, I didn't mean by elements in this. I'm, I mean the elements of earth, air, fire, and water. Okay. So like, Okay, so, so you can understand that's a little bit, like, way out there. Yeah, it's like, hmm. Yeah, it was like, okay. Um, so, so, but I didn't, I didn't, one of those little voice moments, I didn't reject it, and I, and I put it, um, and I said, okay, well, let's, let's have a think about this. What, what, what do we mean? So I, I sort of tracked it back and, and realized that, the elements were the underpinning factors, the element, the archetypal elemental energies were the underpinning factors for Jung's work. They are the underpinning factors for Myers-Briggs. They are <laughs> the original personality tests. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, where do I go with this? So I created this, um, and I tested it extensively. I created this quiz that would help people identify the, because expression is so important to the work I do. It's like, well, how do we use the, those elemental energies in actually powering the way that we communicate, the way that we do our marketing? So I created this quiz um, and then looked at what those elemental energies said about the sorts of activities that we do. So if you are a naturally fire type for the sake of argument, then you want to be, whether or not your head says otherwise, but you want to be up there on a public stage speaking. If you are more of an earth energy, you're the sort of person who wants to be getting down and doing to going with the detail. So that was really fascinating. 
And it was only when I created the, um, the quiz and it running and I was getting some feedback and I tested it. That I was like, I hadn't actually dawned on me at that point. <laughs> this is when it dawned on me. that my very first contract when I went self-employed was for a local business. And we'd spent ages, weeks, trying to come up with a branding concept for their business because there were two very different parts to it. One was very gentle energy and one was a very upbeat energy. And it was like, well, I don't know how we're going to do this. And I'd yeah. spent six weeks going backwards and forwards with them trying to come up with a concept that would en encompass the two. And I was sitting with them having a cup of, um, cup of tea one day and she was reading me a testimonial. And as she was reading the testimony, the testimony talked about how all the elements of her, of, of her stay had been taken care of, as in she'd been nurtured on, on every level. And the minute the word elements came in, I was just like, that's it, got it, elements. And I, and I turned to my clients and said, elements. And they went, got it. Um, yes, perfect. They, they understood instantly that that was the branding concept. And we took it to a, a very talented um, brand um, graphic designer to help us with it. And it was at that point, it was like I'd been doing the element, I'd been doing this element quiz for a while, and I just went, ha, huh, they've been trying, those element en elemental energies have been trying to get my attention for some time. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. Um, and it just, so I had to, I, I then let that sort of just sit there and do nothing for a while, to be perfectly honest, um, until I realized that, no, this, this, there was much more to it, much, much more to it. And, that's where it's sort of, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride trying to um, overcome my own doubts that people would take me seriously with this, mm -hmm. um, and also trying to find a way that people could really understand and connect to it. Now, that's what was going on in my head, but actually, people connect to the idea of it really, really easily. It's so I'm sorry. So how do you work with this in a, a business then? How does it get about? Well, you know how we're, some of us are really good at coming up with endless ideas, but never putting them into action or other people really like to sit down and get on with the detail and never get out and talk to us. <laughs> we, what we tend to do when we're doing anything creative is we tend to get stuck in a particular place because that's our zone. That's where we are the best. Like, so I, I, have a lot of air energy um, in my expression. So I love big pictures. I as I just sort of describe people who, who like air, it's like we'll co connect every dot in the universe because that's what we love to do. But then moving that forward, we don't necessarily get stuck into the details or somebody who's very passionate doesn't necessarily then slow down enough to actually put it into action, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So it was really it's learning to understand how we can work with those energies to complete a cycle of creativity so that we're actually bringing things to fruition and then getting on to the next level of it. That's and one of the reasons that I, I like to work with a team because I, I'm a starter. <laughs> but the finish line seems an awful long ways off. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and we all have our bit where we are at our at our best. 
Um, but even in our basic thinking on a day-to-day, -day, if, you're, if you're sitting making a decision, if you don't bring in all of the aspects of consideration, you don't have a 360-degree view of the issue that you're working on. Right. And that's any decision, really. So by allowing ourselves to think about the practical details, which relate to the earth energy, the expansion that it brings, which relates to the air energy, the passion that it fires up in us, which is the fire energy, and then how it deepens our connection to self, our own self and to others, which is the water energy. Unless we're bringing all of those in, we're not actually really anchoring that idea into its fullness. We're not bringing that idea fully forward. So it's about learning to understand that. Now, I mean, like, this is where this started. It's got way more complicated and more potential than, than that because what I then realized was that there is a natural rhythm. You have that cycle, but there is also a natural rhythm. So there's a natural rhythm to the experiences that we bring forward. There's a natural experiences uh, rhythm to the way that we experience things. And that's equally important. And so the message that we have has to have a rhythm. And the way that we deliver our business has to have a rhythm. The way that we work has to have a rhythm. So it started to be, I started to be able to use all of these things to bring the elemental energies into every aspect of the business, every aspect of communications from the, so whether that was like working out how, how to structure some copy that you might be wanting to produce for a blog post or a sales page or um, a website related to that rhythm of, uh, and, and what, moving on from that, what that rhythm then told you about how to present it. So it might be the sort of language that you use or the colors that you use and it's just like, and it, well, every day it just gets deeper and it gets another layer to it. But it's, it gives you a different way of, of, of working. So I started with it being a personality thing and realized that it is the fundamental building blocks of everything that we create. And these are the energies that have been there since time immemorial that we are, we're working with and we experience. We've experienced them on a physical level mm -hmm. out there every day. Um, you know, we feel the light, we feel the breeze, we feel the rain. Um, all of that is, is a, a reality for us every day. But they also have, of course, because everything is energy, they have an energetic signature that we feel on a whole different plane. Mm -hmm. that is affecting us. So we can tap into that frequency when we need to lift ourselves up or we can tap into that frequency when we need to knuckle down and get on with the detail. So it's, it's, been, it's been extraordinary. I mean, I never in a million years would I have taken you seriously, <clears throat> excuse me, if you had said to me four years ago, you are going to be producing meditations to help your clients with their marketing. I would have been like, what the hell are you on? <laughs> well, Hamina. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but now it's like, yeah, that, this, is, this, this sort of meditations and activations are a standard part of the way that I'm working. 
Um, and is, I can see that that'll only become more. So, so really, when I think about it, my journey from where I started to where I am now is just like extraordinary when you actually take that opportunity to step back and go, wow. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I'd quite gone that far. <laughs> yes. So do you have uh, some advice or a gift or something that you would like to offer to our listeners to help bring them a little I down do. as well? I do. Well, I have one of the things that I, I did come back to my meditations, which I now do, um, is I created a series of meditations that allow people to connect into the elemental energies. Now, what we tend to do when we, we have these very archetypal ideas about what those energies are like the truth is that every single one of us connects in a different way and it has a different experience of those energies. So it's really important to connect to the elemental energies that are yours rather than to connect into this archetype. And so I've created four meditations where people can do that and then follow through and look at how to then bring those in in the cycle of creativity. And you can use that in any field of life. Um, so... And you can amplify your creativity by working with those elemental energies. So, yes, I have that, that um, free course where you can go, I call it a course, but it's really a series of meditations where you can go and actually connect with them and experience it. So, and one of the things I would say about that is um, for a lot of people, fire, for example, is one, one energy that people back off, back off your own fire. Um, and this is so important to connect to it because often – you think it's going to be really hot, you think it's going to burn, you think it's going to be really uncomfortable, but actually, when you step into your own fire, it feels completely different, yeah. which is a wonderful experience because then it allows you to accept a part of you that you had previously been putting to one side. So, yes, it's, um, if people would like to go and, and have, a, have, a, have an experience of that, Absolutely. then I'd be delighted. And if they go to sovereignself.media, they will be able to trade their email for access to that course. Excellent. Uh, and gain the benefit of that in their lives. I know yeah. for myself, when I'm resisting something that I am, that's the uncomfortable point. When I oh. accept what it is that I'm trying to push away, that's when the naturalness arrives and that's when I start to really move into my flow and my rhythm and my pattern. And it's like, geez, why was I fighting this the whole time? <laughs> I th we're, we're very resistant to change though, aren't we? Um, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's, and it's difficult um, because we don't know what's on the other side of change. And that's, that's a big part of life is learning to trust that change is okay um, right, and to suspend judgment around change and the the conclusions about what we think it's going to bring. Mm. I, I had a very difficult period a few years back uh, that I really didn't want to go through. But there are so many beautiful things that have come out of having gone through that process. Mm. Uh, we're now debt-free. My husband has... At his MBA and a, a new consultancy of his own. I've regained my health, which I had completely lost. And there were just so many wonderful things that came out of it, but I did not want to go there. <laughs> I did not want to go there. No. I was kicking and screaming the whole way. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've done my fair share of kicking and screaming. <laughs> so we have just about another minute here in the show. Do you have any last uh, minute words of advice you'd like to share with our listeners? I think my, on my journey, I would say that the one piece of advice is allow yourself to become you. It's not just a question of um, liking yourself or um, being yourself. Allow yourself the, 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 the joy of the journey of becoming you. And once you become you or you're on the way to becoming you, don't, don't ever let anybody knock you off that path. Because it is you, you, your, your place here, you, you have something to bring to the world that only you can bring. And um, you do us all a service and you do yourself a service by actually allowing yourself to bring that. Those are beautiful words. Thank you so much for being with us today, Polly. And since we are winding down our conversation here, I will remind the listeners that we can continue these conversations on Facebook. You can find me, Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, on Facebook. And Polly Hersey is at Polly Hersey Marketing. That's P-O-L-L-Y-H-E-A-R-S-E-Y Marketing. You can find both of those on Facebook. And we look forward to continuing the conversation with you there. And so until next week, blessings and magic. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 